the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network. Read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. And a hard plug here for the work being done at the Ohio Press Network. It's important to understand that progressive writers are all in for the power monster and uh, pitching half-truths and propaganda for the demagogues in every crisis. And the way that you eradicate that is you stop supporting them. And so when you support news outlets like the Ohio Press Network, what you're doing is you're diverting your attention to other sites, which is really good because people who advertise and market with the progressive outlets, it's all about eyeballs. It's all about who's reading their stuff. But you also give them subscription income. Well, don't do that. Give it to the Ohio Press Network. So get over there, subscribe. Everything that you give to us, we use so that we can hire writers and do the investigations on the critical issues that you want to know about and answer the questions that you ask that other outlets aren't going to invest the time to investigate and to uncover answers. So before we went to break, we were talking about this link between BLM and the Palestinian groups, the activist and Steve Tamari, professor of Middle East history in Southern Illinois at Southern Illinois University, wrote uh, that December of how he had run up to a black marcher waving the flag, Palestinian flag. Uh, hey, that's my flag. And the man replied, this is our intifada. Well, I should have told you intifada. That's the Palestinian uprising against Israeli occupation of the West Bank and Gaza Strip beginning in 1987. So BLM was saying, hey, this is our intifada. This is our uprising against the, quote, oppressors, end quote. That's the label you're going to have to remember as well. So we talked about riots rocketing the impoverished community in Ferguson and how Activists there, BLM founders, uh, Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, and others uh, were shrewdly using it to interconnect and organize a global web. Now, they brought to Ferguson leftists from across the country, chiseled a structure there, and determined that this new national and global network would focus revolution on the lie that police kill black people in disproportionate numbers. That was the lie that BLM was based on. And of course their flash point was George Floyd. So what will the lie be 
see if we can figure that out, of the Palestinian groups, or what I'll call the PLM movement, Palestinian Lives Matter. Less than two years later, in one of the uh, early parts of the movement, New Yorker's Jelani Cobb wrote that the activists coordinated freedom rides to Missouri from all over the country. Within a few weeks of Brown's death, hundreds of people who had never participated in organized protests took to the streets. Garza described to Cobb that those activists pushed us to create a chapter structure. They wanted to continue to do this work together. Now, some activists came from much farther afield, according to Tamari, the Palestinian contingent was 200 strong in Ferguson and had its own superstar leaders. Among those who spoke were firebrands Linda Sarsour, Suhad Khatib, and artist Remy Kanazi, who performed at an October 12th rally with Cornell West. Now, there was another Palestinian delegation that met with the Ferguson organizers, the Right to Educate campaign. There's another NGO, the Right to Educate campaign, composed of students from five universities in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. Put at 10 by some reports, that delegation made it to Ferguson in mid-November as the activists and rioters still encamped in the city nervously awaited whether a grand jury would indict Officer Wilson. Well, it didn't. We tried to connect the dots between the struggles between the African-American society and the Palestinians, one of the Palestinians, Muhammad Douglas, said. They had three goals. The first was to create linkages between the student movement in the U.S. and Palestine. Second, to build long-term institutional relationships between universities. Hard stop. Universities, are we seeing anti-Semitic behavior from universities all across the United States? This kind of proves the point. Long-term institutional relationships between universities in the West Bank and Gaza and in the United States. And third, to exchange information between Palestinians and U.S. social movements. The networking paid immediate dividends. Six, Six weeks later, Colors led a delegation of Ferguson organizers to the West Bank from where they issued strongly worded anti-Israeli statements. Quote, I believe the Black Lives Matter movement can benefit greatly by learning about struggles outside of the U.S., but particularly the Palestinian struggle, Colors said. I want this trip to be an example of how black folks and Arab communities can be in better solidarity with one another. Solidarity around what? The idea that they're both oppressed. Her visit was organized by the group Dream Defenders, which even the very woke Anti-Defamation League says associates with Popular Front for Liberation of Palestine. The director of national intelligence calls the Popular Front a Syrian-based terrorist group. So now they're aligned with a Syria-based terrorist group. The Palestinian student organization that visited Ferguson in late 2014 was, meanwhile, organized by the group National Students for Justice in Palestine. Remember that one, National Students for Justice in Palestine. I think they call it SJP now, which organized 
this month the most anti-Semitic student demonstrations in support of Hamas and the Hamas massacre. In fact, their toolkit, we'll call them SJP, their toolkit refers to the Hamas atrocity as, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure, Operation Al-Aqsa Flood, and says, we as Palestinian students in exile are part of this movement. Not in solidarity with this movement. We are part of the massacre. On that, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida ordered state universities to disband SJP chapters. Mike DeWine, are you going to do that in Ohio? Mike DeWine issued a statement after the hate crimes were committed on the campus of Ohio State University, and he said that we stand in opposition to all hate crimes. Well, Mike DeWine, talk less, walk more. Why are you not calling for the disband of SJP chapters if they exist anywhere throughout the state of Ohio. But Palestinian groups networked with Colors, Garza, and others well before Ferguson. So this goes back before 2014. I hinted at that last segment. In 2007, seven years before Ferguson, Palestinians participated in the opening in Atlanta of the U.S. Social Forum, a gathering node of international left that was then setting roots in the U.S., also known as the USFF, issued a declaration calling the creation of the state of Israel a catastrophe, which had led to ethnic cleansing. Garza, then only 26, was there too, leading a delegation of 30 black and Hispanic activists. I told you that BLM and PLM were linked. Not only are they linked, they're funded by a global network of Marxists, the same people who didn't want you to create a 60% threshold in your state constitution to amend it, and the same people who pushed for issue one. Why? More on that later. Rounding third and Heading home, the final segment of the Bruce Woolley Show on Monday, November 11th, 2023. And we have gone to great lengths uh, over these uh, past couple of hours to lay a foundation that includes lots of words that we're going to use in the future. Uh, demagogues, the power monster, understanding that demagogues let no crisis go to waste. They use a crisis to feed the power monster and the power monster eats your tax dollars and your individual freedom. And every day we all have to decide, do we want personal freedom or government control? Now, if we understand history, we know the answer to that question, but it becomes harder to understand history. If we want to change some things, we've got to change some things. Awareness is the first step toward change. And now we're aware of the power monster, the demagogues, letting no crisis go to waste, making sure that accurate history doesn't get taught, and the struggle between individual liberty and government 
control. And we're also now aware that the global Marxist network that supplied Black Lives Matter is the same global network supplying Palestinian activists. Now, these activists have all swallowed the blue pill of progressive propaganda. And the side effects are awful. Ignorance, hate. That ignorance and that hate justify what burn, loot, and murder did in 2020, also known as BLM. The destruction is in the billions of dollars. The number of deaths and the physical violence is off the charts compared to what the progressives like to talk about January 6th. The ignorance and hate justify the killing of children, the raping of women, the invasion of communities, taking people captive and killing them because they are Jewish. That is called genocide. And when they say from the river to the sea, they're not saying save the children. They're saying eradicate Jewish people from the land. How do you get there? Well, the first step for us is to recognize that the Palestinian movement is fraudulent. The same actors are involved there as are in BLM. Fear-mongering gives them power. Now they're creating such vitriol that Jewish people are being killed. In Columbus, there were two separate hate crimes over the weekend. The Jewish center on campus was vandalized. Jewish students were attacked. What happened to never again? I'll tell you what happened. The people who teach our kids in elementary, middle, and high schools have been taught by the people at universities and colleges around America that have been giving them a daily dose of blue pill progressivism for decades. I went to a private college in Cleveland 30 years ago. And it was prevalent. What is blue pill progressivism? It's something that's hard to swallow if you know the truth. If you have an accurate understanding of history, which is exactly why progressives in the press, not because they're bought and paid for, but because they've turned their souls over to progressivism. It's why they won't tell you the whole truth. If you had the truth, your sense of value would lead you to the right decision. But instead, what they give you is a ball of lies wrapped in this thin skin of truth or even half-truth. In order to manipulate your emotions and direct your good values to make bad decisions. It's why there are people who actually believe in and defend the 1619 Project, which is admittedly a series of opinion articles published by the New York Times 
that inaccurately pontificates on the evils of America, its colonization, foundation, and current existence. And you have to get the fact that people who swallowed the blue pill a long time ago are the same people doling out blue pills to you and your kids every day. It's why revisionist history is the preference of the learned and the elite. And why if you want to teach the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers, even letters penned by Martin Luther King from prison, you're labeled as a dangerous nationalist. You're an extremist. See, if they can label you something that the average person would find repugnant, and if the label sticks, low-information Americans actually see you that way. And their game works. And it's working. But the good news is people are awake. People are restless in their souls. And they're recognizing that things aren't what they seem to be. That's why the level of No trust in media was at its highest level ever a couple of months ago. It's why progressives like George Soros and Hans-Jörg Viss have funded NGOs like Open Society, the 1630 Fund, that are pouring money into Ohio right now. You see, the abortion amendment that Ohioans just passed is not what many who voted for it think it is. Don't get me wrong. There are people who are deplorable and believe that a baby at 25, 30, or 35 weeks is just a fetus, and if it's healthy, that a woman still has a right to kill the baby if she's stressed, doesn't feel she has the support or money to bring the baby into the world or for any other reason. But I think these people are in the minority, a very small number. I truly believe the larger number of the 56% of Ohioans who voted for issue one are low-information voters who bought the progressive lies that were the campaign for issue one, that it was about reproductive health, that it codified Roe v. Wade, that there was a ban on abortion in Ohio, and this would make it legal again. None of those things were true. None of them. But the Columbus Dispatch, Cleveland Plain Dealer, Dayton Daily News, Cincinnati Inquirer, they were giving you lots of, lots of misinformation, and when they did print true information – They would counter the truth with quotes from legal or medical experts who would speak the opposite of the truth. But they wouldn't tell you that those people are big-time Democrat and progressive supporters. The first step to change is awareness. Now that we have the awareness, we're going to launch into some really cool discussions the rest of this week. Uh, Stay tuned for them. I'm excited to talk with you. Make sure that you call in with any questions or insights that you have. Thanks for listening today. I'm back with you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.